December 6th, 2017 edition, episode number 30, Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan, joined once again by a now recurring special guest host, <laughs> Mr. Jack Houston. Back for, what is this, your third show now, man? Third show. Hi, Mike. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Good to have you back. I have Tim on my lap tonight. Tim. Little Tim's Tim. Doing, Tim. Tim. all right. Tim weighs what, about... 10 pounds he weighs 11 now he's getting really fat 11 yeah what's getting what, old what breed is tim uh he's a toy fox terrier uh, well rags yeah. is over on the couch about mm, 15 feet away from me she may jump over on my lap at some point but so far uh we're all right with that uh bob nastanovich of course still on tour Somewhere in the wilds of of, of Europe, um, ah. hopefully he's uh, he's doing well and having fun, and he'll be back soon. But uh, in the meantime, we get another jo- dose of Jack Houston. So thank you, man. Here we go. No problem. Um, are you are you ready for it? I don't know. I'm not sure I'm ready for it. But uh, <laughs> whether I'm ready or not, I've done no research. That's okay. Well, you brought you, no you 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 brought some songs. You don't need to research any of the songs I'm playing for you. Um, but yeah. you brought some songs yourself. And why don't you start it off? We're we're um, this is a this is a unique show in that. Uh, well, I guess I'm playing one song from the '90s. But other than that, this is all from the 21st century, I believe. Which is, yeah, all mine are. Which is a rarity. Yeah, the other two of mine are certainly are. The other two of mine are from within the last couple few years. So, um, yeah, I, I have a couple. It's 2014 is the newest I've got, but two of them are 2014. So. Okay, well, cool. Well, um, why don't you start it? What do you uh, What do you got lined up for us? We're gonna start uh, uh, Ty Siegel. We're gonna do that. We're gonna continue on with Bob's thing from the other day. Um, for that Southern California psych rock. That's right. Yeah, Bob Ham, a former bandmate of yours. He mentioned Wow and Flutter. Jack, you're it's of true. course a member of Wow and Flutter. Maybe one of these days I'll play some Wow and Flutter. You don't have to do that. Um, you should though. Well, let's see. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> Maybe I'll, not. Maybe I'll not. embarrass <laughs> you with, with something I can find. But uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Bob mentioned a band connected to Ty Siegel. You're gonna play some Ty Siegel. Sure, I'm gonna go right, right for the, right for the, for the good, whatever, for right yeah. for the stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I found out, I found out about uh, uh, Ty Siegel because it kept popping up on whenever I was doing something in YouTube. I'd always see the little sidebar and talk. It's a name would pop up. I don't know who that guy is. I did that for about six months, and I finally clicked on a link. And I shouldn't have waited so long. <laughs> <laughs> she got here a little earlier. <laughs> this is uh, the, and you'll know when you hear it why it's it's totally right up my alley. But uh, Drag City releases most of his stuff, I guess. Um, definitely, sort of. Uh, do you know the OCs? You know that band? Sure. They've yeah, been yeah. Around a long time. Yeah, I know a little bit of the Ty Siegel stuff. I mean, he's yeah. he's somebody that. I mean, I'll be honest. Like the stuff I've heard, I've liked, but it's just almost overwhelming to try and get into him because it seems like he's got another album, either one of his bands or a side project or something new coming out like every four months. Sure, it's like trying to follow Pollock or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that's just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's almost like a full time job. Yeah, and I don't. I have. I have like three. I have three different records of his, and I like them all. And the stuff I've heard, I like. And and I think we were talking about it before. It's like some of it I definitely like more than others. Um, and because there's a lot, there's just a lot of it out there. Um, but. Uh, this one, this is kind of like his most produced record, for sure. 
And at first, this is also, too, I was totally put off by it because of that reason at first. And then I just kind of, whatever reason, kept listening to it and said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this. This is really good. Um, and it's great live. Absolutely wonderful live. It's a good rock show. And uh, all those guys are like, they're super good players and, and it's entertaining and it's in your face and all that kind of stuff you want. Everything you want from a rock show. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, you brought the title track from the 2014 record, Manipulator. Let's, let's there listen we to go. it now. Yeah, Ty Siegel. Ty Siegel playing something that sounds like it came straight out of Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of cool guitar sounds on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can see the- why you you said you know this is I can knowing you for as long as I've known you I can see why you picked a song like that and why you like that song. Oh yeah, like pure also- pop but psychedelic, twisted, you know, guitar yeah, rock. Well- yeah, lots of fun noises in there. Yeah. Lots of cool sounds. The things that go, oh, what was that? That was neat. But oh, catchy oh, is all hell, that. too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, can't, you, can't, uh, you can't deny that it's not catchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, come on. So I'm, I'm glad you played some, some time. I don't know if I've heard that one. I've definitely heard some of his stuff. I actually was... As I was looking back through the Ty Seagal tunes that I have, uh, I realized I don't have that one, so I had to uh, 
had to track that one down to play it. Um, but I, I realized he covered a song that I played on a previous show, um, Simply Saucer's Bulletproof Nothing. So he's he's the kind of guy I could imagine would have just an encyclopedic knowledge. He'd be someone that would be really fun to have on this show and be like, Ty, bring, bring three songs. Talk about them. Because um, he's oh yeah he did he did a he did a uh, a, a T Rex cover album called it's called Ty Rex I don't know if you've heard anything from that I have not it's um it's, good, it's there's some really good versions of those songs on there a couple yeah. of them in particular are pretty great cool I'll pretty check pretty it out. great check um, but as far as live there's a thing on uh, on on YouTube from uh, uh, KEXP Studios of a Ty Siegel and the Muggers and it's just like half hour live show on KEXP and that is incredible. Okay. Like that's if you want to feel like I don't know, I don't know how this guy would be live. It's like watch that. And it's it's pretty great for a record in store or in store in studio. Uh, for for radio performance during the day. It's kind of it's kind of balls out. <laughs> cool. I'll I'll check it out for sure. Um all right. Well, thanks. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go. I, this album came out a year prior to the one you just played, um, but this is this is from a band that has been around for over thirty years now, which is almost hard to believe. And they're a band like, I mean, I think all of us when we talk about music, when we talk about bands, especially ones that have been around for a while, we gravitate towards the early stuff. Oh yeah, the first records are best. Or, oh, I only like their first couple, and then after that, uh, I sort of lost interest. Especially bands that have been around 30 years. It's rare, really rare, that you'd say, you oh, I like their later stuff. Right, yeah, um, or, or that you've even followed the whole thing to begin with. Right. Or it's yeah, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, you know, oftentimes it just either doesn't, they change or you change or they don't change in the same way that you change. I mean, it's rare that you get, you get artists like Neil Young or Sonic Youth or, you know, the X who I've talked about and played on, on the right. show quite a bit that are constantly redefining who they are and constantly coming up with new ways to express themselves and, and st- staying relevant and even staying true to themselves. It's rare that that happens, but, uh, yeah, the band, it's, easy to, it's it, well, and also it's just, you know, life, life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and it happens, you know, and especially if you're an obscure band, I mean, all those, you know, the X maybe less so, um, but, but certainly Neil Young, Sonic Youth. I mean, they make their living. They make probably very nice livings playing music, rock music. Um, the band I'm going to talk about now is the Bevis Frond, who have been, like I said, they've been. The first album came out in 1986. They're still going strong. Nick Solomon um, is the main guy. And uh, he's still putting out records. This one came out. It's a triple LP called White Numbers that came out in 2013. And it is as good, if not better, than everything that they were doing, he was doing in the 80s and 90s and all of that leading up. Um, all just right. kick-ass guitar rock, amazing guitarist, really good tunes. Um, let's do it. This one's called Major Crime.
you go Jeff. that was rock and roll <laughs> that's some serious that rock really and roll good. Um, i think i counted 26 records that these the, guys have made yeah well, i just that, went to look and and, and that's the thing i mean they, they they still keep making music it's really good music and yeah. they're putting it out i mean it's all coming out on uh most of it i mean they, they put out a record on reckless records but Generally, it's coming out on a label called Warren Zhao Records, which I believe is his own label. I mean, so he's essentially self-releasing this stuff. And outside of a handful of really devoted fans, like he's not reaching any bigger audience, you know? So he's doing it for himself and he's doing it for those fans. But like, it's almost like I wonder when you get to a point, I mean, 30 some odd years now, it's almost like the Ty Siegel thing, who's obviously he's quite successful and, and you know, probably selling a lot more records than, than Nick and the Bevis Fraun do. But, uh, you know, it's not he, he's like... He's successful to a point. I mean, he's, well, not, he's, not on a, he's not on the X Factor or anything. No, but... You know, he's yeah. not, not judging, the, <laughs> judging other acts. If he, uh, he, could, he can go on a tour and, and, you know, be pretty confident that he's going to fill decent sized arenas and make money and not sleep on people's floors and figure out how right. they're going to get gas money to get to the next show. I mean, so right. I think they have a bus. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, if the Bevis Fraun tour, you know, it would be like the network of, of fans reaching out and allowing them. I mean, maybe it's, maybe they're a little bigger than that, but uh, it, it gets to a point where after 30 years, you, you almost wonder if, if it's if it hurts them to an extent from a from an interest standpoint, because new, I mean, bear with me for this. Let me hear this out. Is this, am I am I crazy in thinking this? That if you heard a song or you heard of a band and you were like, they've been around since the '80s and I've never heard of them and they haven't put out a major label or they haven't done any, you know, like if they haven't hit it by now and they haven't come to my consciousness is is there a part of you that is almost like well if i haven't stumbled across them why would i even bother now you know what i mean like like does it does it does it work against them at all i don't think it does anymore i think i think with with like like i was saying like the whole youtube thing and and outlets like that like people just find stuff like they, like I, they do and, and, but and it also has but, to be the right algorithm the algorithm has to be serving it up to them you know sure sure but you know if they're listening to something that that uh uh you know was influenced by this or that that uh influenced it or whatever it'll show up there you know yeah maybe I don't know. Anyway, I, I hope and I want um, the Bevis Frond and, and Nick to get just, you know, 
Make enough money to where you don't have to sleep in someone's weird house. Yeah, you know, be <laughs> able to tour, tour, be able to think, tour, and not worry where be, the gas money's coming from. That's like a really good goal for a non-major label band. Yeah, for sure. I just, for sure. I just, I would like to get in any hotel. It doesn't even have to be a good hotel. I just don't. Yeah. Like after a while, it's like, I think we did a show. We did a show. I think it's the first time I met you. We did a show with with the Black Gang, and I don't know how old Watt was then or Nels, but they're probably pushing fifty or so. And and they stayed at our drummer's house yeah. that night, right? <laughs> and right. Uh, and uh, you know that's dedication. Yeah, right. That's just total dedication. Sure. And, and you know you keep pushing through. Maybe I don't know. Maybe eventually you get a day job with Wilco or play with the Stooges. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, knows it's gonna happen. I know. So, so uh, when is it gonna happen for for Nick and the Bevis Front? Anyway, uh, <laughs> regardless, I just hope they keep making records. Uh, I mean, he's not a some, young man. Some very hip person at HBO looking for music to for some show will stumble across it and he'll make it forge. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think you're going to go a slightly different direction. Maybe you're going to stay across the ocean in, in UK. I am. We're going to the UK. And um, and which which one are we on at this point? I think you're going to play the clientele, right? The clientele. I did. I, I did want to play that in the middle. Um, the clientele... I, and again, you'll know exactly why I love the clientele. <laughs> it's definitely a band that Ryan Matheson, as a matter of fact, Ryan Matheson has been name checked probably more than anybody on the show at this point. Between you and at Bob, least, Ham, between me and Bob. From, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's probably going to have to be on the show. Um, but um, English band, this, I think this one's from 2005. It's, um, I think the, the album's called Strange, uh, Strange Geometry. Um, very English. There's no getting around how English they are. Um, it's 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 uh, it's almost precious. <laughs> um, but the just the everything about this, you're gonna be like, oh, yep, that's it. It has jangly guitars. It's lots of reverb. Um, it has lyrics that I don't that are just really cool. Um, because I don't want to get deep with lyrics. That's always, that's always. That's, yeah, I hear you. I don't, to, I don't want to do that too much. Well, let's play it and then we'll talk. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. It's called uh, Since K Got Over Me, The Clientele. Scratching out my 
pop song there that's a pop song that is that is i like that one it's just yeah nothing too complex it's just good lyrics good tune good music totally sweet guitar clean yeah (laughs) yeah it has the vibro if it you know reverb vibro guitar i'm I'm probably going to listen to almost anything (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like it's like that's that's sort of my crack i guess it's like oh what's that <laughs> i like it yeah uh, uh you know you've been talking about them for a long time to me so i think i need to check them out a little bit more uh, yeah it's all it's all really good stuff i think they were supposed to be as as big as blur or pulp or or something i think they maybe that's what uh made me sleep on them a little bit because <laughs> you know uh, mm, mm, yeah, yeah yeah i get you yeah but it never happened for these guys that's, I that's was, fine. <laughs> yeah no it's, it's probably a good thing it's probably for the better i i had this 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 theory at one point i don't know i don't know i think we may have talked about it that the bands bands that don't make it that don't get big that don't get insanely famous to where they have people bugging them constantly or something. Um, it, it always, always seem to have a longer, uh, arc of really good material than people who become really, really famous. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's just being a, it depends when it happens, I guess. I mean, there's the rare, rare, really rare. I can think probably on one or two hands, the rare example of the artist who has a hit early and then is not saddled by it or torpedoed by it. Right. Um, the obvious ones that come to mind are Beck um, or Radiohead. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have Yeah, expected, I don't know how that works with those guys. I would not I have expected... why they're that big anyway. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know... This is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw them at the, I saw them at the Moda Center. It's like, it's like 16,000 people or something. It's like... Right. This music... Is this music even made for this kind of a place? Right. I mean, they're really good at it. Right. They're really good at playing their music there. Right. I mean, even... Just, even a band like Not a Surf, who you know that that you know I'm the head of the class, I'm popular, like just had all the harm hallmarks of a one hit wonder band. You know they went on to kind of transcend that song and record some really good stuff. But you're right, I think in general, um, especially bands that have a big hit early, it's it's almost hard to it's almost hard to, to figure out what you do next. You know? The, yeah, exactly. I always say like a good example would be like I don't know, like people like. Uh, uh, um, Paul McCartney or Elton John, and these like you know, obviously total pop guys, but obviously Beatles huge, you know, and everything else. But they get to a point; it's like where they just don't write. It. I don't know if they're even capable of writing those songs anymore, or no one's going to call them out in a studio. That's that's say, my it's theory. Just not that good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, or just the fact that the adulation is just messes with your head so much at, at some point. I would imagine it has to. Right. Um, but, you know, you figure someone like Tom Waits has been making records for forever, but Tom Waits has never really been that big. No, you know? I mean, I, I think Paul McCartney is a, a good example. You know, I mean, I think when the biggest, the, you know, don't get me wrong, Paul has written some really good songs since the after the Beatles broke up. Oh, absolutely. But... What I think he was missing when the Beatles broke up was that kind of bullshit detector where someone like John could be like, "No, Paul, that sucks. Don't do, yeah. don't do farting keyboard <laughs> sounds on your Christmas song, man." 
Um, you know, like it did kill that Christmas song, didn't it? Don't bring, no, don't just, bring <laughs> that shit into the Beatles. You know, like, like <laughs> no one's gonna say that to Paul McCartney solo. Like it's no. Paul McCartney. You know, no, they're not gonna say it to Elton John. They're not gonna either. say no. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. That's that's a completely different. I'm I'm deal. I'm gonna move away from the pop. I'm gonna I'm gonna move to some kick-ass rock. Okay. Uh, Let's and, do it. And this guy, this is another like like the Bevis Frond. This is this is basically a one one man show. Um, and this guy's named Lamont Thomas. And he's been in a bunch of bands, amazing bands in the Ohio, Cleveland, Columbus, I think, Cleveland um, area. The Bassholes. You ever okay. listen to the Bassholes, man? Don't know. Oh. Don't know. I think you were shocked again that I didn't know who they were. That's okay. The Bassholes were an amazing two man band. Don Howland from Who's in the Gibson Brothers on guitar, and Lamont Thomas on drums, just like, you know, White Stripes, but way before the White Stripes, and really, like, just heavy blues rock, like, just incredible. I'll, I'll play, I gotta play some bass holes at some point, but I'm gonna play Lamont's current thing, which is just him. He goes by the name Obnox, O-B-N-O-X. Okay. He's put out a bunch of records. Most of them have come out in the last few years, um, this is a this is a song from a record that he put out, um, I think on his own label, and he put it out in 2015. It's called No America, K N O W is the name of the album. The song is Grease, um, and this is another one. It just like you'll hear it. It's 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 like it it's, it it wants to blow your speakers out. There's no way you can play this one quiet. So. Oh, the- there we go. Check it out. I like o- that. Obnox Grease. Yeah. Let's do it. Give me my 
So I have a correction. Actually, he didn't release all those himself. That one came out on a New York label called Ever Never. And he put out a bunch of records on a label called 12XU, which is actually run by Gerard Cosloy, who founded Matador and Homestead. So that's a, that's, that's a good pedigree. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That song is pretty cool. That was, uh, it reminded me of, a, well, it reminded me of other people who do similar things, only not to near as good effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that are way more famous. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was super cool. It, says it sounded like it was going to fall apart at any moment, Yeah, which is always awesome. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. And it's like, how did you keep this going? Right, right. And the thing with, the thing with this guy, Lamont and Obnox, is he's kind of like, the, he's got that Ty Siegel thing going where he's almost hard to keep up. Like that album came out in t- 2015, it was the third LP he released that year. <laughs> That's a lot of records. The fir- I was look, well, I was looking at the, the Beavis Front stuff, and they'd released three records in 87 as well. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of records. It is. It is. I mean, and he's putting out seven inches, too, and, you know, he's playing live shows, and, um, you know, the man is just nonstop. Does he have a day job as well? I don't know. Because that would just be crazy. I don't know. I mean, I hope not. I hope he's able to support himself just by playing music. But, you know, it's hard in 2017, man. Yeah, you know. it is hard. But, even, you know, even it's funny because I think, you know, Todd Trainer still works at a, like a, like a, some sort of, I don't know what, uh, a warehouse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know maybe, maybe the drummer for Shellac, but you're. He works at a warehouse. Shellac needs to go on tour, pay his bills for a few months. <laughs> Way more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh. yeah, you should check out more. Uh, the the first of the three. I mean, he's he's got some fun fun song and album titles. The first of the three uh, from 2015 is called Boogaloo Reed. <laughs> so, so you know i think That's you'll uh, yeah i think you'll, you'll appreciate his his not just his music but his sense of humor too so i like that check him out obnox man super super cool uh all right well your last tune is a band so the, the first two you played they were at least ones i was aware of and had heard a little bit of um Right. Holy Wave, I don't know anything about. So tell me about Holy Wave. They're hard to find anything about. I, I found this record online, and I went to... I couldn't really find anything, a whole lot about them online, like any info or anything. I think they might be from Germany. Um, it says Austin, Texas on their, on their band... Austin, uh, Texas? On their band camp page, yeah. That's so weird. Because um, I went to... Um, I went to Music Millennium, and uh, and they were just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, you guys can't get this? Is, it, is there a label or something? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that was, that was, that was different. Uh, so Maybe it was just yeah. the label that was Austin, but yeah, their band camp says they're from Austin, Texas. Or maybe maybe the labels and I don't I, I don't know I don't know I kind of looked for a while and I kind of gave up on any information. About they're it. they're like, playing a show next week in Argentina though, so <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah mystery yeah. mystery um, band. So don't know much about them. They have a couple of records out. They have a new one out which I can't even remember the name of, um, which I haven't even heard yet. But this one I would I just really listen to it a lot. Definitely has kind of a Spaceman 3 thing a little bit um, and probably some other things that, that you would, you'd kind of latch on to um, and uh, a lot of cool keyboard for FISA kind of things and, and kind of droney, um, maybe velvety a little bit. Um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know a lot about them. I just know that that I like them. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's play. This is the first track from an album called Relax. You said uh, 2014 for this one. Yeah. So let's do it. It's called Do You Feel It. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
Dave. There you go. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's funny, before the Farfisa kicked in, I was thinking breeders. I was like, Kim Deal's going to start singing, right? <laughs> Just that that vibe, the drums, and that, that, that kind of bass feel, and the intro yeah. song, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was way off base with these guys. I remember the first time I kind of really tried to figure out what was going on with them, I went to All Music, which... It's always kind of a pain in the ass anyway. Yeah. Um, and there was absolutely nothing on them. Like, absolutely nothing. There was like, this is a band that exists, and that was basically it. But there's there's more stuff. Apparently, originally from El Paso, okay. Texas. Wow. Not, yeah. Not, and, um, and there's some it looks good like this, Texas psych rock, that's for sure. There sure is, yeah. Um, it's got the butthole surfers. That would be that. That could be on that list of Texas site. Oh yeah, thirteenth uh, floor elevators would be yes, the top of the list, probably. Probably, and I think this one. This one looks like it came out uh, on Burger Records, which releases a ton of cool stuff. That's a good label if you haven't if you're not familiar with them. It doesn't ring a bell, but then I'm an idiot when it comes to newer stuff. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I would I would say that I think they're an LA based label, but I thought these guys are from Germany, so <laughs> yeah, you you got <laughs> you got no uh, yeah no trust as far as that goes, man. I don't know. I have to to look that one up before I open my mouth. But that, yeah, uh, that's that's a fun. So do all their songs kind of have that same feel? Do they do they get heavier? Do they do they tend to be kind of, you know, poppier psychedelic stuff? Let's, they can, they could get poppier and quicker and uh and uh every once in a while almost even get into little birds kind of territory. Cool. Um but yeah. Yeah, very very there's a lot of that going on right now. Um, there's another band I was going to bring in, and if I do it again, I might, um, a band called Underground Youth, which, uh, again, because kind of writing a lot of that stuff, um, I, I think there must be some sort of resurgence of, of that kind of sound. Um, but if, it, if there's going to be a resurgence of that kind of sound, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I don't mind. The old, old is new again, I think. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Cool. Well, I'm gonna. Um, speaking of old, I'm gonna play the oldest, the only one that's not from the 21st century, on the show. And I'm gonna play. This is a band that, that, you know, I mean, I can understand you not knowing Obnox or the Be- Bevis Fraun, but I'm some semi shocked <laughs> that, and, and more at as much at myself as I am at you that that I've never even played you anything from Come. Because it's, Come released some albums in the 90s that rank right up there with some of my favorite guitar rock albums in from the 1990s, for sure. Uh, they were on Matador. They released three or four records on Matador before splitting up. Um, and they had members... Uh, well, Chris Brokaw, who is actually lives somewhat near you now uh i think he lives in seattle but he plays portland quite a bit you should check him out he's a really good guitarist i think he was actually playing solo acoustic guitar at living room theater uh in just the little entryway there um really yeah so uh you should keep an eye out uh, check out if chris is playing around town i'm sure it would be worth seeing he's a great guitarist he was in codeine before he was in come that band, and that's that band I do know. Codeine was, you know, one of the forerunners of, I guess they you'd call it slow rock, but uh, really, yeah. really good band. Um, but but Come was led by the singer and guitarist Telia Zedek, who I know Bob Dostanovich has mentioned on previous shows, although we've never played anything from her or any of her bands. She was. She was in a band called Uzi. She was in Live Skull. She's She's been in some punk bands in the 80s. Then she formed Come, and then after they split up, she was in the, the Teleazetic band and released some stuff under just her own name. But um, for me, 
come as just they're a really really good rock band and they're like in a different world they were like the they took the torch from the stones just a good two guitars a good singer good songs you know really really good band um so uh, yeah i want to play you some of their stuff um this is from their first album it's called 1111. It was reissued recently for the 20th anniversary. It was recorded in 92, released in 92. Um, and I think they did a mini tour. They got back together to do a mini tour when that album was reissued. But uh, um, they got a lot of really good ones. Their their last one, Gently Down the Stream, is a double LP and um, is, is completely essential. So you should check them out if you like this at all. Um, all right. This one's called, uh, it's called William. So, yeah, come. Let's do it. Yeah. Waiting for the stars to shine Said they're coming bright tonight
There you go, Jack. That's powerful. Yeah. She's got a voice, man. She, she's badass. <laughs> she is bad. She, I mean, she's probably the sweetest woman in the world, but like, she just sounds like somebody you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley at night. No you know? way. I give, I gave her all my money. <laughs> so here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't, hurt. Don't uh, hurt me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That I, was really cool. Um, all the drummers crazy too. Who's the drummer? Oh man, man I don't know. Um, super yeah. good. It might be. Uh, Does she plays guitar too. She plays guitar. Yeah, it's dual guitar. Chris Brokaw and her um, drummer. Uh, wait, I guess Chris Brokaw also plays drums. Uh, and and uh, their uh, drummer is a guy named Arthur Johnson. So maybe they had two drummers for recording in some cases um but yeah that's uh, uh let me check the credits for that first album just to double check um arthur, arthur johnson. johnson yeah so there you go Sean. man that's that's pretty good that's pretty that's pretty awesome yeah um, it has a it has a um and it does have a little bit of a coding guitar sound as well too yeah and they have some quieter tunes for sure um where you can hear that influence a little bit more but you know i mean chris is a really good guitarist and he's not just that slow rock thing um so he's not like pigeonholed at all um right. he's done some good solo records he's done you know i mean he's he's been around and played with a bunch of different really good musicians um He's another guy, you know. I mean, I think you know he's playing acoustic for three bucks, living room theater <laughs> in downtown Portland. You know, like he's the kind he's got, of guy. He's got to be doing something else for a living. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, uh, I'm sure he's graphic graphic design, Intel uh, graphic design, maybe uh, Microsoft. Maybe he's putting out his own records. I bought a bunch of his records from him um, on Discogs, actually, um, directly. From, you know, I just was like, oh, you know, buy the new Chris Brokaw record, and it was from Chris Brokaw. And so I realized, and I was like, hey, what else you got, man? So I bought like you know, it's like three or four years ago. I bought like you know four or five of his recent records. It's all cool stuff, and all like like he did like a. Acoustic folk record duo with a guy named Greg Farina. It's like it's, everything he's done has been worth seeking out. So, okay, check it. I had a lot of homework to do down on my. Yeah, I had a lot of homework to do even when songs I'm bringing in. Apparently, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, you know who later played drums? Week. Not on that song, but later, later with uh, on some of the come records, Mac McNeely from the Jesus Lizard played on some of their albums too. So, oh, that guy's a force. Yeah, so you know, like it's it's they've got amazing guitarists, but it starts with like a really powerful back end. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I was at first. I was like, "That's did Steve Albini record that?" It definitely has a bit of that sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I saw I saw come live on that tour. They toured with Betty Servert. I don't know if you know them. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Dutch band. You know, very very good light pop Dutch band. But the problem was they were playing with Come. You know, so <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> Betty Servert at all. Uh, it was very pleasant, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this is nice." And then Come came on, and I was like, "What?" The hell is this? Oh, yeah, that can that can happen. That can happen sometimes. They completely blew them off the stage. I mean, you know, musically they don't sound a ton alike. They were touring because they'd both released records at the same time on on Matador, and it, I think it made sense from a label mate standpoint. But uh, well, um, yeah, yeah, that always makes sense. But I mean, how many times have you been at a show and and when? Or how, okay, well, how many times have you seen the X and there's a other band playing and then like the X starts playing and then you have you have no recollection of anything that happened before? <laughs> right. I don't remember any of the bands that opened for the X. I'll put it that way. <laughs> they may have been great. Yeah, right. probably yeah. should have some of their records. Right, for sure, <laughs> for sure. All right, well, man, it's uh, it's been fun again. Thank you. Yes, thanks for getting me to do this. Yeah.
Uh, I was I, I I almost I almost said I don't know man I'm beat yeah and uh okay. and I was like no way I'm not gonna do it we always have time for, anyway. for, for <laughs> chatting and playing music and you know hopefully those of you who listened and are are still listening appreciated it as well so thank you Jack but thank, yeah that's good Mike thank Thanks, you everyone man. and uh, we'll do it again all right all right take all care. Right.